I'ma say what I feel And I promise to keep it real Welcome to the Red Room Well, you gotta be a rider till your fears are diminishing, the doubts are behind ya. It's hard to grind in the business, got me stressed in the rent room. We let that shit up off our chest. You know the street nerds got no time for no caca. Sass in class, yes, that's Mr. Bolakaja. Never have to guess when you're listening to Hilliard. He gon' bring more game than a shark playing billiards. It's all about the crap of screenwriting. It's exciting when you turn an outline into something enlightening. Your pen and words are like bullets in a gun. Write what you feel, say what you want. Welcome to the Red Room. Aw, yeah. Don't ask me why I'm doing that because I'm just crazy like that. (laughs) (laughs) What's up, y'all? It's your boy, Hilliard Guest, and you guys are listening to the Screenwriters Rant Room. We keep it street. We keep it opinionated. We keep it what? Y'all join in? 2015. 2015. Don't act like y'all ain't never heard the show before. Y'all know how we do it on the Rant Room. (laughs) So check it out, y'all. On this show, we discuss entertainment, TV, film, music, culture. But our focus is always screenwriting, stories, craft, and shit like that. Because mm-hmm. we cool like that. Mm-hmm. See? We black like that. Because <laughs> <laughs> we stack like that. Oh, I just keep going. Oh, just bars. Bars all day. Look. Um, so y'all here, that's my girl, Lisa Bolakaja. Yes. We call her the street nerdist, which I already know. Our Hello. guest over Hello, here people. looking at us, looking all pretty. Hey, hey, hey. We, they feel pretty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, you know, hey, you, I'm excited. You know what? What are you excited about? Because uh, our show is coming back, even though I have a hate-love relationship with it. What that show is? The Walking Dead mm-hmm. <laughs> is about to come back. Mm-hmm. They finally brought Morgan back. Finally brought Morgan back. But they got me scurred, y'all. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Because you know, how they be treating you know black men don't show. last very long on the show. Mm-hmm. So uh, put your money on the table right now. It's called Morgan Watch 2015. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, see, we'll see how <laughs> we'll see how long brother men last. <laughs> okay. Okay. So let me just tell y'all really quickly. So we are taping today first episode in my new office Woo-hoo. here at the Lot Studios. We'll be right next to uh, Oprah. Next to Own. Yeah. She my cousin. She be calling me. What you doing? What you wearing? You know what I mean? She's a hop sk- literally just exactly. walk outside and hey Oprah, what's up? Uh-huh. <laughs> so hey, Kevin Killebrew just walked in. Mm-hmm. What's up, Kev? What's up, Kev? Mm. What's up, Kev? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, we got my girl, as you heard, Lisa Bolacaja. We call her the street nerdist. Why we call you street nerdist? Uh, because for most times, I'm pretty, uh, I can bring it to you academic if you need, mm-hmm. if you need it. But um, if I need to pull my earrings off. <laughs> what you gonna do? Tie the hair back. What you gonna do? Get the Vaseline mm-hmm. on. What you gonna do? Knuckle up. You gonna go in? We gonna go in. <laughs> Get a little dirty. Uh-huh. And you know, it's just, it is what it is. Exactly. So, <laughs> that's Lisa B, as y'all know. Hello, so, look, if you guys are grown, let's go ahead and get it in. So, we got a kick-ass guest for you guys. We got two. Um, two of them. Mm-hmm. I got Wonder Twin Powers, activate. All right. Form of? Uh, a beautiful water spout. Shape of? Okay. Uh, uh. 
Nobody's remember the Wonder Twins. This is what happened. No one remembers the Wonder Twins majestically. People on the show. Because remember the one? Because and they had kind of, kind of, kind of. They kind of had whack powers. They had the wackest powers. Like one can only form a shape of water, and the other one can only be like the only one could be like a giant gorilla and maybe a bucket. It was like the worst power. They were like in the league with Aquaman. It's true. Like Aquaman was useless. If they wasn't near water, dude, we don't need. We don't really need you. <laughs> it's like we already got the navy. Okay. We, you ain't gonna make it. <laughs> you can just ride with Wonder Woman in her invisible exactly. plane. Mm. So we got our old friends from way back from OBS Organization Black Screenwriters and many other places. Our girls, Janika and Jashika James, the twins, as we call them. What's up, y'all? Hello. Do you get annoyed with us when we say that? Because you guys would come to OBS meetings like, oh, it's the twins. Because remember, we had like two sets of twins. Yeah, we did. Yes. You know? And it was like, but it was Shanae, always like the Shanae, twins. Yeah, right. we oh always had the twins. The and twins, it was, the like, twins thing never goes away. Yeah. It's I'm never not, going to go away. We've been hearing that since we were like super young, so it's not annoying at all. That's, that's how we're Because we always to. think of you guys just together. It's like, oh, the twins. <laughs> <laughs> and I always think, you know what? They're grown. They're probably sick and tired of us doing that. My name is Jashika. I am Janika. We are individuals. It's so funny because even in the room last year, I was on the show and they are they question they're just like Jessica do you miss your identity <laughs> like now we don't even call you by your name your name is just twin right, twin. right. Like, hey twin oh twin oh yeah I'm supporting tw- what twin said what twin said yeah, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we got we, we got Janika and Jessica James here you guys um, they you guys have been around for a while and I think your journey is so interesting for everybody to hear because, and it's go, you know it's going to be one of those emotional ones, because we always get so excited when one of our own succeed. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you guys yeah. are st- on staff levels, but you guys are still in the game. Because we remember them right. from way you know, back. When y'all like, used to be secretaries right. and, yeah. you know, assistants. And, you know what I'm saying? They were doing the work. Exactly. It was like when we, were, when we had the interview with Terrell, and we were talking about that journey of everybody mm-hmm. from, like, years ago on the grind, mm-hmm. and then slowly moving up, and then you get on, not only do they get on a show, mm-hmm. but the hottest show on television. Hottest show on television. Like, the, the, I mean, like, literally, like, people were begging me to watch the show, and mm-hmm. I got hooked, and I'm live tweeting, <laughs> mm-hmm. And I'm like having conversations. I'm using like gifts from Cookie and Empire. Um, I'm just gonna let y'all know right now. She and the black nerds be yeah. going in. Look, look, look. I'm gonna let y'all know right now. I am, I am Team Lucius because I love ratchet people. I like messy ratchet people. And as much as y'all like cookies, like every time Lucius does something, I'm there. And for these guys to be on that show to be bringing life to that, that is so exciting. So it's, it's, in other words, we're really proud of you guys. So. Well, let's yeah. just talk about how and we're gonna get into your background a little bit, mm-hmm. but fuck it, let's talk about empire. Fuck it, look, let's go. We having a conversation. Fuck them bitches out there. <laughs> <laughs> I said it. I said it. No, look. <laughs> let's just talk about how not only are they on the top show. Let's just talk about as a writer, how hard is it to fucking get on that show? Everybody is trying to get on that show because everybody, yeah. ooh, hip hop. I could do that. No, right. fucking no, you can't. Yeah, it's a right. soap. Yeah. Can you write us out, bitch? Right. Okay. Right. No, bitch. Right. No, bitch. Right. Let's just right. go. Right. Yeah. And I think that people think that the show is easy to write. It's it's not at no. all. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's actually um um very difficult to write, but we have a lot of fun doing it. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the one thing that I can say. Um, it's just it's it's been a really I feel really blessed 
for this to be my journey and my first foray because you know she could mm-hmm. she started out right she a movie star over there she's been mm-hmm. on like right. she's been on <laughs> 10 shows right. and stuff right. you know yeah. <laughs> this is not this is not her first time at the rodeo mm-hmm. but it is mine so mm-hmm. i'm really excited mm-hmm. um but it's she gonna be spoiled. She'll right. be like, I thought I thought it's like 15, 16 of us in a room. Right, right, it's only four. Right, 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 right. So it's it's really cool and exciting because you know it is um we call ourselves the blackest room in Hollywood. Oh girl, I've oh, seen yeah. the pictures. Someone threw a picture up and said, This is why your show is not succeeding. Look at Empire's <laughs> writing room. Exactly. And you look and you're like, Holy you moly, the, the most colorful room. The most colorful room. But not the most just, real world room. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> But we say we say it's the blackest room because we'll like bust out into good time song <laughs> and know all the lyrics. Okay. You know, everybody okay. comes in with a different hairdo. You know, mm-hmm. different weave. Like, <laughs> so what you is know, going on? Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, but it's it's just been really exciting to be a part of this. And yes, it is very hard. You know. To, um, we feel very blessed to have, have had the opportunity to um, jump jump into the show because there's 14 of us. Mm-hmm. There's 14 writers. That is hard to do on right. the show. Yeah. Yeah. Luckily, so. your showrunner knows how to maintain that shit. Yes. Because right. it could be disorder in a fucking heartbeat with yes. that many people speaking. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, right. yeah. yeah. Exactly. I remember the first day. It's like being in the first day of school. Like, you're trying to, like, hurry. You know what I'm saying? Like, get your pitch out and everything. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's really fun. Mm-hmm. And really fun. and the, the cool thing about this show, um, again, she has the experience on other shows. I've been in writer, other writers' room, but sure. not actually officially at the table. Mm-hmm. Is that there's no hierarchy in the room? You mm. know what I mean? Um, there is a hierarchy, but they don't operate in sure. that way. Okay, because Carlito was saying that like the assistant can speak if they need to. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Carlito said. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we, we have a room where uh, everybody's, everybody's voice is valued mm-hmm. matters. Yeah, okay. mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's been really, really cool and really, really exciting to say the least. That's good. That's good. So let's let's go back a little bit. Let's just tell that one of you can decide to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but Jashika, why don't you go ahead and tell us like where you guys came from, how you got into the game, really. Just give us a little, because okay, I want to spend brief. a lot of time talking about the writing and stuff Okay, like okay. That. So be really brief. Um, That's enough. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and scene. Cut. So I've been out here for 11 years now, and it was in my ninth year that I finally got into a writer's room on Where you series. from, girl? Huh? Why she trying to hide where she from and stuff? Well, I'm from... Okay, I am from... Tell a story. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. Tell a story. Um, we are from Tampa, Florida, and I got into a program at ABC Studios at the time. It was Touchstone Television, mm-hmm. and it was the production management associate program, which no longer exists, unfortunately, Mm. because it allowed me the opportunity to kind of come out here with a job Mm -hmm. and have a year to explore the area of production. I had no idea what I was doing. I was like, oh, yeah, I think I'm going to work for ABC News or something. Mm -hmm. No real clue that I was working for the studio that produced primetime television series. Mm -hmm. And so when I got out here, it was the golden age of television, at least for ABC, when they produced um, Desperate House. They had just finished making the pilots of Desperate Housewives, Lost, and Grey's Anatomy, wow. and they were prepping to premiere them. Mm-hmm. And everything went from there, like boom, boom, boom. Wow! So I, that, it allowed me to kind of get exposed to all facets of production, from you know, post uh, business affairs, mm-hmm. um, casting, finance, every in just the whole year. I even. I worked so hard that I was able to get to, like, the president of the network's office at one point, answering <laughs> his phones. Cause, wow. And that was just by happenstance. I, every time I think about the journey, 
my orientation, I had made a friend in orientation together really? before I started the job. Mm-hmm. And she happened to be like temping for, which I didn't know, because I didn't know, I, was, I thought I was working at ABC News, right? Right, 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 right. <laughs> I didn't know that she was temping to be the second for the president of the studio, which mm-hmm. at the time was Mark Pedowitz. Mm-hmm. And so because I had made friends with her, she heard me in like um, the head of production's office and was like, oh, Jashika, could you come and sit in for me? So that was a treat. And just mm-hmm. kind of listening to those phone calls and hearing how deals work and things operate, like it moves, this business moves so fast. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that was my intro in for a year. And that led me to Desperate Housewives, where I worked um, as, as a production, I'm sorry, a, like publicist, junior publicist slash like a, a producer's assistant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so you got both sides. Yes. That's really good. I was just thinking, I was just sitting here thinking when you started talking about the program was like a production manager program, for instance, uh-huh. about how I always teach people about, you know, becoming a line producer and about how being a production manager and a line producer actually makes you a fucking awesome producer. Yes. Right. If you know how to do the both of them. Yes. So you were learning all that shit. Yes. You know what I mean? So yes, that's, yes, that's yes. a really good thing. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just how to manage people. Mm-hmm. And cause there's a lot of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but from Desperate, I went on to Dexter, still trying to like figure out what it was, that, knowing what I wanted to do, but really just not verbal, vocalizing it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Just because there was like an internal fear. Like, do I, do, am I good enough? Do right. I really know? Like, right. you know, can I write? Whatever. Went on to Dexter, um, into accounting. Quick lesson learned. I <laughs> befriended the um, assistant to the executive producer, which mm-hmm. at the time was Clyde Phillips. And we would just talk. We just like, you know, like we we connected about soap operas, soap. about general hospital. I've had a couple mm-hmm. conversations with Cloud. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we like, and so we just connected. And she's like, "Well, Jessica, what do you want to do?" I said, "Oh, you know, I want to write." Oh, Jessica, I wish you would have told me that like earlier. I wish you would have told me that. I, Clyde loves to mentor people because mm-hmm. then he was leaving, right? Right. That's exactly what happened she to said, me. Yeah, so, right, right. he loves to mentor people. <laughs> he, I could have gotten you into the room. You could have came and sat just to get your foray. And so that was my lesson. Mm-hmm. Like always, be vocal about what it is that you want to do. Don't mm-hmm. let fear inhibit you or keep you quiet because if you never know who is out there willing to help you. Right. Right. I'm sorry. <laughs> and so then. From there, I went back to ABC Studios, worked in post-production for four years, got into a couple of programs, did, like, OBS Virtual Writers Room, right, right. did the Cosby program, mm-hmm. did... Um, what year did you do Cosby? What was that? We did it in 2009. Nine. 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 Okay. Okay, I was going to say 10. That's mm-hmm. cool. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, two th- no, you're right. 2009. Mm-hmm. And, um, and my, my boss at the time, she was like, Jashika, you know, you really need... You got to go. She's like, I will keep you here forever because I love yeah, you that yeah. much, but I know what you want to do. What a do. great boss. Right. Oh, right. right. I, I still good <laughs> Who was that? Shout him out. Her name is Celia Hamill. Okay. Um, she's just an awesome hey, friend Celia. and mentor. Uh-huh. <laughs> and she, and I literally remember having tears in my eyes because she, I knew she was right. Mm-hmm. And so from there, I went to, um, I met with like the creative executives. I talked to Channing Dungy. I talked to Nate Bong, and mm-hmm. they both like wonderful women sisters mm-hmm. who um gave me some advice and just told me like this is what you need to do and then at the time i read this pilot script called it was called the revenge of emily thorne hmm. and i remember reading it looking at it and i was like oh my god i have got to work under the person who wrote the script hmm. the script is beautiful mm-hmm. like 
I, it was in your voice it. that you love. Huh? It, it, I loved it, but yeah. I could visualize it. And even when it was on the screen, just from from page to production, mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh, this is amazing! This is exactly mm-hmm. I need to work on with this person." So I interviewed with Mike Kelly, the creator, mm-hmm. and he gave me an opportunity thanks to Nate Ebong, who mm-hmm. referred me to him. So right. and from there, the rest is history. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Nika so what, can share her side. What about, what, what about you, Nika? Tell so, us. Well, something. on the other side, she has been here for eleven years, and I've been here for ten. Um, the first year I was. Oh, so you came first? I came first. She okay. came first. Uh, she went to grad school. I went, I went to, to grad school. I got that $40,000 master degree. And <laughs> 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 so, I'm still paying off right now. <laughs> Some of that no. empire money right. is going to help pay exactly. for exactly. <laughs> <laughs> 10 years later. Um, no, we're still, we're still working on that. But yes, knock on wood. Thank you, Empire. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was getting my master's degree, and at the time, um, I didn't realize, A, how expensive it was going to be because I didn't do my research. I got accepted to Syracuse, <laughs> not realizing that it was a private school. Oh, really? So <laughs> got up there, then got a loan for school. Um, and was just having a really hard time trying to figure out what it is, what what I was going to do and mm-hmm. how I was going to make it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that year, I just wrote down three things that I wanted. I wanted to be able to successfully complete grad school by being able to pay for it. Mm-hmm. I wanted to um, leave grad school having a job in place. Mm-hmm. And I don't even remember what the third thing was. Pay off grad school <laughs> one more again. Right. Wrote, wrote, these, wrote these declarations down. And um, that year I ended up um, kind of, you know, working with one of my professors to, to really uh, figure out what was going to happen after I left grad school in terms of connecting with people out in L.A., even though I was all the way in um, upstate New York. So we kind of came together and decided that I would do like an independent study. Mm-hmm. And I titled it The African-American Female Influence in Television. <laughs> That's so, up your lane. It's like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, and I ended up, you know, interviewing just, well, stalking a lot of... <laughs> a lot of... A euphemism for great. stalking. Some people call that trolling. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I love saying. Lisa. Lisa, Lisa right. always saying she trolling internet. And I'm like, bitch, right. you, you trolling. Right, right, right. <laughs> and, um... Just interviewing so many great women, you know, I interviewed uh, Winifred Hervey mm-hmm. and um, Ava um, before DuVernay, Ava before she became, you know, yeah, director. when she was doing the PR, yeah, she was yeah. PR. before she became yeah. superstar, yes. mm-hmm. Aisha Coley, and just all mm-hmm. these great women who have worked in various, you know, areas of the industry mm-hmm. that people don't necessarily know or talk about or you know what I mean so um, I went after showrunners um, I remember when Jashika and I were 7th 8th grade when Living Single came out mm-hmm. obsessed with Yvette Lee Bowser mm-hmm. and I remember reading uh, Jet <laughs> Magazine and just reading about how she was the first African American female showrunner, showrunner mm-hmm. and just thought that was so cool mm-hmm. you know and exciting we were obsessed with TV and didn't realize that oh you could actually like write you actually yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. So, um, so she kind of inspired us even wanting to pursue this career mm-hmm. field. So mm-hmm. I stalked her for about six months. <laughs> she had a really so awesome. Tell us, like, what do you mean when you, when you what, say stalk? Like, what are you call, doing? I would call the offices at the time. She was on a show called Half and Half, which mm-hmm. was on UPN. I loved that show. Yes. <laughs> I love that CW. show. Anyway, <laughs> I love that show. Um, no, so she was on a show called Half and Half, and I would 
um, call and car, her assistant, Colleen, who was an awesome gatekeeper, who mm-hmm. kept me at bay for about six months. <laughs> um, and I scheduled an interview with her, and we finally actually managed to get on the phone. Hmm. When we spoke on the phone, we ended up talking for about three hours. What? Which is, like, insane. Not I think about it, because... She's her one time. Just so her time is so valuable. <laughs> and it was while the show was on, too. Exactly. Right. It was when yeah. the show was on, and mm-hmm. we just totally connected. And we just talked about TV, and we talked mm-hmm. about her and living single and what was on TV at the time and what did I think. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. we just kind of – it was great. And um, I don't know. It was something magical. That's what I can say. If I'm mm-hmm. really, like, thinking about it, it was something really magical. So after talking to Yvette, I got her information. She's like, so what are you – what are you doing? What are you doing after, you know, you graduate? I'm like, well, I need an internship. And, you know, hopefully I'll be in L.A. in the summer. She was like, well, when you come out here, mm-hmm. give me a call. She didn't promise anything. She said, just give me a call, mm-hmm. you know. So I went out there to meet her face to face. So when you first got there, you went to her front door. Hello. Right. <laughs> I got my luggage. Hey, I got my luggage. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm here. I'm ready to go. <laughs> but um, I finally moved out here and um, got settled with Shika, who had already established herself out here. And um, we, we had an interview at um, Bradford. And um, I think she was, I think what she realized is that I wasn't crazy and I was like, cool. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It was normal. That's what they I, was normal. I wasn't like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Because, you know, talking for three hours right. and, and, and expressing how like, you're just You got to put a face and, on it, though. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Right. So she was like, okay, she's cool. She's not crazy. And so then I got my first start working on Half and Half. So I was able to kind of work in every department, writer's room, on set, and mm-hmm. casting, and mm-hmm. costumes, just so I could get a lay of the just land. floating around? Stuff Absolutely. Like that. And, and she really wanted me to kind of see... <laughs> As a showrunner, what you're overseeing, what you need to be informed of in every department, you mm-hmm. know. So it was the best experience that I could have ever had. Um, uh, I was an intern, so it was. <laughs> <laughs> she wasn't getting paid. Wasn't I wasn't money. Financially, it probably wasn't the best experience, but like just overall, just in, in terms of me being out here and getting the knowledge versus, you know, there's one thing being in a classroom and then there's one thing actually being in it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So it's, it's they're two completely different sure. things. So um, I was on Half and Half for the final season. And then mm. the CW came about and they were only picking a couple of shows from UPN and uh, the WB and then we were no more. You idiots! <laughs> half and Half had like one of the first shows I had like what I love which was the quirky black girl. Yeah, And it was, there's so, we, I mean, I mean, in terms of just an adult quirky black girl yes. who was doing a job, you know, and they had, of course, you know, they had MC Light on there. Yes. They had the young, oh, what was the Asian guy's name? My mother loved. Alec. The, she loved the parent. I loved all the characters mm-hmm. and it was such a fun show and I literally, I cried. I was devastated when they didn't pick that show up <laughs> right. because it was one of those rare shows that it was like, mm-hmm. oh my God, there's another facet of black girlhood exactly. that we didn't get a chance to see. When that show getting picked up, I was devastated. And it was great and we ended on a cliffhanger which I, I know. Like, who the Mona choose? <laughs> <laughs> See, if we had like, if we had been like really big on Twitter back in the day, I bet you we would have saved that show. I, oh my gosh. I bet you we would, because I would have been talking mad shit on yeah, there. That's a good point. That's a good I'm point. coming to your house. <laughs> right. Exactly, exactly. So, um, it was the end for half and half, but it wasn't the end for me and Yvette. Mm-hmm. So I ended up working for Sister Lee for about six years. Wow. Um, so you eventually started getting paid. Then, right? Right. Yes. <laughs> yes. Wait, are you still in internship right now? <laughs> She broke me off a little song, song no. <laughs> no, and it was great. And um, I tell this to everybody that I talked to. Yvette really raised me as a writer, mm-hmm. you know. Um, 
everything that I've learned <laughs> in this business is from her. And really just as a professional woman, you mm-hmm. know, like how to send emails, you know, just being an assistant. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I think that um, when you get out of college, you don't necessarily have, like, decorum in terms of, like, responding to people in mm-hmm. a timely manner. Right. How to be professional yeah. and not just, you know, just chill over emails. No, you're right. book smart. You're not people smart. You're right. not, right. You're not exactly. universe smart. Right. <laughs> exactly. Right. Exactly. So she's really, um, I really owe a lot to her in terms of, like, me being raised in this game. Mm-hmm. and knowing how to put pitches together you know she sold like i don't know how many pilots you know Mm -hmm. and gotten at least you know five on the air so Mm -hmm. it's like she's her her resume is amazing so um she's a trailblazer yeah for sure (laughs) right exactly black woman five fucking shows on the air exactly Exactly. we should be bowing down right (laughs) exactly exactly always Mm -hmm. so um after I worked with her, I worked for two other comedy showrunners, Jen Crittenden and Gabrielle Allen. Um, mm-hmm. They had a deal over at ABC. And it's funny because she is always talking about, I've always worked on hit shows. And she has. We'll <laughs> give her that. Because she has. Because it's true. <laughs> I mean, every Revenge. Dexter. Desperate Housewives. That's, Dexter. Yeah. We all know these shows. And it's, I have, um, but she said that when she read the Revenge pilot, it was just something that automatically clicked in her head. And so I have a very similar Situation. These things didn't make it to air, but <laughs> I've always kind of connected with certain material mm-hmm. and known that I wanted to work for the people who were responsible for it, and I have actually been able to do that. Mm-hmm. So they wrote this um, pilot for ABC, and I was like, oh, I want to be on Bad Mom. And this is all during the time I wanted mm-hmm. to be a comedy writer because we have evolved <laughs> right. into dramedy. <laughs> right, <laughs> right, right. But, um, oh, you mean there's phases? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Like being, at, what, yeah. like being a freshman in college yeah. and declaring a major. Yeah. That, you know, just doesn't like, say Because you're both, when you guys were going to school, you were both like telecommunications majors. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Well, well, initially, actually, I was a nutrition major because I wanted to be a dentist, really? aka an orthodontist. <laughs> Oh my God! What a you! What a turn! What a turn in the road! You know, she saw what I was doing and Mm -hmm. how excited and happy I was, and was like, "I want to do that too." But that's a history of our. She copied. She copied. She copied. Right, right, right. Mm -hmm. We were always kids who were just a little too obsessed with TV. Like we didn't play outside. Like we just we just lived in soaps. My dad hated it. Yes, hated it. And he was even even later. He was just like. No, you can always still go back to dental school. And I was like, no. No, wait. wait, wait that wait. ship has sailed. It has <laughs> sailed. <laughs> <laughs> she was going to be this. Right, right. I'm like, oh, it has sailed. But the Empire thing has totally made up for that. Oh, so, yeah. Um, maybe it was okay to watch them so <laughs> Right, right. So, no, maybe it was. Maybe, maybe it's it paid off. Exactly. Yeah, get some checks, cat. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, after I worked for uh, Jen and Gabby, I and I wanted to. That's when I realized, you know what, comedy is cool. Comedy is fun. It takes a certain type of person to be in a comedy room. Totally. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know what, I need to get some one-hour experience. Also, it is. I guess. I guess I can kind of bow down when she says, oh, "Yeah, it's kind of the nature of our relationship." She sees me doing something, and then she wants to do it too because she <laughs> she started writing on revenge mm-hmm. and. Um, having her one hour experience so then I said because we do want to talk about how that happened so right right Mm -hmm. right. and I was like hey you know what I need to get some one hour experience on my resume and I ended up going to work in scripted development at Mm -hmm. VH1 um, under a woman named Maggie Molina okay Mm -hmm. on Hit the Floor which was one of their earlier scripted series do y'all remember Mm -hmm. Carmen a hip hopper yeah she produced that yeah yeah Yeah. I, I get tickled by that. Yeah. <laughs> no, and it's crazy because yeah, it's, the way that the world works. So Celia Hamill, who I mentioned before, my friend and mentor, mm-hmm. 
um, worked with Maggie Molina, yes. mm-hmm. her boss. Uh-huh. So we were able to reconnect them. Mm-hmm. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. And it was really cool to be able to sit on the other side of the table, the buyer side versus the seller side, mm-hmm. working in development in VH1. And it's really where I got to see you always in your head, you always as a writer, you want to be able to pitch, but you don't know what that actually looks like. Mm-hmm. So to be able to sit and see what pitches look like when people come in and pitch their shows and what people what the networks are looking for mm-hmm. and how they make their decisions. What, it was, yeah, what they respond to. Yes, like, exactly. Mm-hmm. I mean, and what does of, it come down to? It all comes down to how how entertaining you are as the uh, it's so subjective because you can have a great pitch. It just may not be right for the network. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And know? people could start off great and you'd be like, we already got something just like that. Right. And then I think that as writers, you're just so eager to go and try to pitch Mm -hmm. it to get it sold, not realizing that. Did you do you watch that channel? Do you know who their audience is? Mm -hmm. Because you could cater what you're pitching to fit. You know what I mean? But that's not you know that's not what we plan for. And just like this is great. Anybody who's you know smart is going to buy it. So, but um, and then. Uh, afterward, we uh, applied to the Fox Writing Intensive Program, Writers, mm-hmm. Intensive. Writers Intensive. And so had you written uh, one hour by then? Is that what it was? Yes. I had been writing one hours by okay. myself. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> because, because she could split up. You know, she went and got a job on a bench. So. She ain't nobody. <laughs> um, and then we uh, applied to the program together. We came back together. Um, our agent submitted us. And then we ended up getting in. And... Um, going to empire okay. so. so let's go back to you mm-hmm. and let's talk about the journey to revenge okay. you know like getting the agent and stuff like that because and the only reason i just want people to hear how oh, yeah. and the how part is really really important Absolutely. so yeah. all right um and so before you i just want to mention something. we can't hear you, you can't hear me i know but just she'll, she'll hear me you repeat it the fact that the length of time it took you you just didn't come out here and get a job which yeah. Yes. Right. Yeah. Right. Basically, Kevin was talking about the length of time that it took for them to get from moving here to you know staffed yeah. mm-hmm. to what we call breaking in. Right. Yeah, it's, <laughs> been a, it's been a journey, y'all. It's been ten years for me, just to yeah. be honest and and very frank. Um, and I remember in 2005, I told myself my my sister and I were living in an apartment with a roommate, and I said, you know what. If I don't if I don't have a job by 2015, if I'm not writing by 2015 in 10 years, like I'm out, like I'm going home. <laughs> we each gave ourselves like mm-hmm. a, a a limit of 10 years, I think. That's a decent time. Well, if you would have said a year, is, or two, is that the that rule? It's like 10 years, 10,000 hours, yeah. you know. Yes. And you guys pretty much put it, and they put it out there. Like yeah. we gave ourselves a timeline. And got on that. Had I known that, however, had I known that declaring that time period, it was actually going to take exactly ten years, almost to the date. I probably would have said in two years if I don't hit this, because there is and there is something to be said about the power of declaration. You know, you put certain things out there and you get really specific with it, and yeah. you, you goal set. You me- sorry, you manifest it. You mm-hmm. know, and um, yeah, I probably would have put a little slimmer, slimmer, you know, time period. <laughs> and, then, and then I think I was like, well, I appreciate the journey. <laughs> uh, so yeah so with revenge i became the writer's assistant mm-hmm. and i the second year the second season i got my first script uh from the showrunner and then the third season i was promoted to staff writer mm-hmm. it's one of those things where it because they were expressing to me like oh you know this is a rarity like this doesn't happen now these days and i was just like well i'm I'm working hard, so I would hope that's the opportunity that you receive. So I was able to have that experience, and it was so much fun. Just our, I got to interrupt you. Yes, <clears throat> this is funny. Uh-huh. What's it like being a writer's assistant? You get a script, 
right? Mm-hmm. Then you go back to being a writer's assistant. To being a you know. People don't think about that. Yeah. They think, oh, you're a writer's assistant. You get a script. Yes. You know, great. You, motherfucker, yeah. you got to go back to being a writer's <laughs> assistant. <laughs> because because yes. for the week or whatever that you get right. your, get a script, you get to sit at the table now. Right. So then you got to go back. Right. Exactly. Right. You know what I mean? Fortunately for me, it was the script. I think it was number 18. And I think we had like a 22 order. episode order mm-hmm. that season. So fortunately for me, by the time I actually did come back, we had pretty much... Like, oh, so you had went home much. to write your script, and like they two weeks went, went by or something it, like that. Okay. And then, yeah, so they were almost finished. So it wasn't mm-hmm. that much longer, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, but I will tell you, so I, because I have to share this, this is a very important part of sure. my journey. Um, after my first season of writing on staff of Revenge, my option was not picked up. That's mm-hmm. a nice way of them saying, you fired, basically. Mm-hmm. So what I did have to do is mm-hmm. go back to being a script coordinator. Oh, really? On Empire. That's Wow, talk about season. being humble. Oh, that's I, how you got on Empire. That's how I got on Empire. Mm-hmm. And oh, I will okay. tell you, that that experience, um, it, it one, it was more so, I was like, it was my pride and my ego. Because mm-hmm. I, I didn't even want to, like, I didn't want to share that with anyone. I didn't mm-hmm. want to tell anybody. I, like, wanted to just keep to myself. I just wanted to work. Mm-hmm. I wanted to prove, you know, like, because in my head, my subconscious was like, maybe you weren't working hard enough. So now you got to, you know, like, overwork yourself right. to prove, you right. know, otherwise. Um, but it it was the best decision I, I made because if I would have said no, mm-hmm. I would have missed out on the opportunity of, like, being on a hit show, working mm-hmm. with, you know, uh, Lee Daniels, Eileen Chaikin, and mm-hmm. Danny Strong, and then also parlaying it back into the writing staff. So I have to share that with people just in case because I know that there's a lot of, like, ups and downs mm-hmm. in this industry. Mm-hmm. And we can allow, you know, uh, pride and ego mm-hmm. to get in our way. But it's okay because it's part of the journey and it's only supposed to help you. Mm-hmm. you know, yeah. Because it was so exciting mm-hmm. when she got her scripted <clears throat> episode. Mm-hmm. I was in town to be able to go to like the party they had up here where you guys went out. So I so I did it at home mm-hmm. you know because I was babysitting someone's child. You know, I was trying to help a friend out. And I was like can someone else take this child because they're having a party in Hollywood and I want to be there. So I actually had it on TV and like took a picture when her name showed yes. up on the screen and yes. put it on Twitter like ah. So I was, I was like a virtual party because I remember yes. like oh I wanted to be there so and it was so exciting yes. to see that mm-hmm. but it, but you know I wasn't like feeling like oh man because remember when we, later on when you said oh I have to go back and do this like to me it was just part of the journey that's just sure. what it is because some greater things were going to happen because mm-hmm. I always feel like once you have made an episode on TV your yeah. time is coming you're right. it's coming yeah. it's coming right. yeah you know? so you think. <laughs> yeah exactly like, nope. <laughs> you will you can have some you know and for some people yeah like you keep going you know what I mean mm-hmm. but I think for me I had the experience that I had because I needed to be in another place mm-hmm. and see that, oh, this is not the only way that rooms right. operate. Right. Right. Can I say something? We're in a place, because I talk to young writers about this all I'm sure you guys do too, and you, um, not Kevin. Um, <laughs> <laughs> shut up. <laughs> um, but we're in a really interesting time in the industry where you work your ass off for five, ten years, you get on a staff, you get staffed on the show, finally, a hit show, great show, whatever, and they don't bring you back. They don't renew yeah. your contract. And it's like before you had the opportunity, staff writer, you know, work your way up, work your way up. Right. Next thing you know, you're story editor. Next thing right. you know, you're executive story editor. Yeah. No more. So it's like the only way to get in, like I have all these projects I'm working on now 
that if I get in the system, I'm coming in as a producer. So I might skip all that shit. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. But it's like that's the only way now to right. even get there now. Yeah, absolutely. Right. You know? It's yeah. so competitive. Yeah. It's so competitive. And we were just talking to one of the writers in our room about this, about how um, it's just really competitive, especially at the lower level. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have to kind of work to to to. to Prove why you're at the table why and why you deserve to be there. Why mm-hmm. you deserve to be there and why you should stay. It's no longer now that you got the job and you're set. It's like you got the job now. Oh, oh! It, it's no longer now you got the job and you're set. It's you've got the job now. Show me, mm-hmm. you know, why mm-hmm. you deserve to be at this table mm-hmm. and remain here because I can get. Like you said, there's so many people who right. want to be on this show. They right. still want to be on this show. So. Versus right. you having time to kind of settle in, learn. And grow mm-hmm. with the show, you know right. what I mean. And it's like now you kind of just have to jump in. You can you can tr- you can learn at home. Mm-hmm. You can try to you know what I mean. Right. Like really get it together at home. But right. like when you're when you're at the table, like you're it's like you're on and it's you're proving yourself every single day. So mm-hmm. and like you said, the competition stuff because now you have so many. Um, Film writers mm-hmm. yes. who are coming into television. Yes. So you, you're <laughs> that pool of opportunities is kind of getting narrow, especially when you got like these A-listers who are like, who because TV is like where it's at they're, now. See, they're, and they want to get a lot in. of the. I don't know what they're doing on your show, but I, I know a couple friends on a couple shows. The the film writers are getting those higher positions. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. because they were the guy who wrote such right. and such. They can't right. just make them a staff writer. Right. They got to give them at least a co producer credit. They got to give them, you know, right. something. And so. that TV money looks really good. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> it's a consistent, it's weekly consistent. Right. Yeah, every right. week this you get like, paid, right. Right. Every week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. International territory residuals. <laughs> so jumping back to you said, okay, so from Revenge, mm-hmm. then you went over to Empire. Mm-hmm. How do you get on Empire? Yeah. With and her? how did you get like, the agent? Yeah. Right. Oh, the agent. Okay, so before I, when I was working on Revenge mm-hmm. as a writer's assistant, I had a, we had a friend who was acting as our manager at the time, mm-hmm. and she introduced us to our age, our now agent, who's at ICM. ICM. Mm-hmm. And so what happened was we were shout out to Howie Tanner. Okay. Did y'all hear this, bitch? <laughs> just throw out ICM like it was nothing. Okay. <laughs> and we just got this agent from ICM. <laughs> you know. And then. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They just a little agency. You know, they ain't nobody. No, <laughs> it, it was, no it was, ICM, we love you. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Shout out like, Howie. Like, it was call a, a brother. Call <laughs> a brother. <laughs> it, was a, it was a courting process. You know what I mean? Like, she introduced us to fill him out. She raved about him, said he was great, and he is um, Was that the one who helped t- ter- Terrell? Phil? Um, I don't know that Howie is. Oh, there was somebody. I thought he said no. Phil. Somebody. His Remember, Agent is Laura. Laura yeah. Gordon. Oh, okay, okay, okay. But Howie at the time was working for the head of the company. What? Yes. Um, I can't think of it. So he right wasn't now. even Chris. an agent yet. Mm-hmm. He was. He himself was like starting to like slowly take on mm-hmm. people, like becoming mm-hmm. junior agent status. Mm-hmm. And so we were just talking. And That's the perfect I, time to get on. Right. Them Maybe motherfuckers are hungry, Jack. When they are hungry and <laughs> right. young and ready to go. Mm-hmm. So, so what was yeah. that courting like? So when you say courting, what is that like <laughs> when just you're... Just like really getting to know people, right. letting them read your material, also seeing if they even like understand your ideas and get you as and a writer voice. and right. your voice. Right. And, and also their personality. You know what I mean? Like if I can't sit and have a conversation or have dinner with you and drinks and joke around then I don't know if you're necessarily the agent for me because I don't want anybody who's uptight and stepped Mm -hmm. in. What I will say was very important, at least for me when we were talking, he would... He would mention the other writers in my room. He knew about them. He knew their stats, and I was like, "Oh shit, you he, you know." He did his research. His, you, his, <laughs> his ears on the ground, and he knows what's going on around mm-hmm. town, mm-hmm. Um, which was really appealing. And he understood. I mean, at the time, it was when Chica was getting a job at Revenge, so we were a team. 
but then she started working at Revenge, so mm-hmm. we had to split up for a while. And he was like, you know, it's a marathon, it's not a sprint, you know. So like, we're in this for the long haul, and like, we're gonna come back together. Mm-hmm. Eventually, we did. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Um, he just kind of he had that vision up front, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's how we kind of, you know. <laughs> Three years later, exactly. he's like a partner or some shit. Right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. 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 So, yeah, and you know, the agent thing is always a complicated one. It's 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 never easy because it's like a catch twenty two trying to get an agent. I tell mm-hmm. most of the young writers that I'm trying to mentor right now that you know it's like you got to get a job, but you need the agent to get the job. Yep. It's like so weird. It's like, it's like trying like, to get your writers guild. Right. It's the right. Same shit. I, right. I, I always tell people I'm like just because a lot of people now focus on getting the agent, and for me, I just think it's no, just not important. It's not even that focus same. on the writing and focus on getting you know your script into a yeah. showrunner's hands to get you the opportunity mm-hmm. to get the interview because the agents will call you. The secret is they but will it, call you. You just said something. A second ago, or one yes. of you guys just said something a second ago about how much he knew about everybody else on the staff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <clears throat> because what they do is say you get on staff because you knew a showrunner, you wrote a cool script, and then they brought you in. Their their agent is like so. Uh, yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? They yes. immediately know they who's know on the roster, who doesn't have up. an agent, mm-hmm. who exactly. needs one. When exactly. I got when I got my job on Revenge, I had a, a couple of different agencies come in. Just want to check in. I heard that congratulations. I heard that you got staff. Da, da, da. And I was like, oh, thank you. I already have an agent, but thank you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They will call you. They will find you. They, that's their job. It's important for them to, yeah. like, know who's mm-hmm. who, who's the up-and-coming, you mm-hmm. know, writers out there. Right. Mm-hmm. And right now, I'm going to tell y'all, they're looking for us. Yeah. Let's be very clear. Yeah. <laughs> Can you say that one more again, please? <laughs> for the people in the back row. They're looking for us. Okay. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely, they are. And, and one of the cool things... Um, that happened with the Hollywood Reporter doing a profile on our room is that people could see how colorful and how diverse it was and just I think it's really cool for that to be the example of I mean it's the highest rated show on TV in how many years right and it's like it's crazy nobody's watching anything else the way that they watch the Mm -hmm. way that they watch Empire and to be able to see yeah so what's up what's up Hollywood Mm -hmm. okay like, my favorite gifts to use is anything from Empire. It's just hilarious. And it's just... <laughs> my favorite part is... The problem is, though, because a lot of times, you know, I have to I have to stay offline because East Coast watches yeah, it first. It you, but it's almost funnier just to watch the tweets, too, before I even watch the show. Oh, yes. my God. Because it's like the preview and then the comments that people comments. make. And it's not just black folk. And that everybody, everybody is watching the show. And so it's, much so, it's, it's like an event on, yes. online. On yes. Well, we, we have to live tweet every Wednesday. Yeah. And it... it we are like <laughs> we just like crack up and like retweet and poke like because mm-hmm. the comments people are so witty and mm-hmm. so like freaking quick on yeah. oh my god you yeah. say something next thing you know they done made a meme what? and it done spread it's like yes. what? Yes. I, I am not like I'm just like the next, I'm, they're gonna start pulling people off Twitter I think it's just a phenomenon it's just yeah, and I think it's, it's necessary. Cool. And I think though. It's, it's immediate. It, it really is. But yeah. I think it's cool that they have the writers of the show interact with it's the smart. fans, yeah. oh, especially yeah. when you guys retweet. Because you know, I follow you know I follow them. And it's mm-hmm. like a lot of times, and I'll tweet something, and they'll retweet it. It's like mm-hmm. they are watching, mm-hmm. yeah. they are oh, listening, yes, they are looking to see what people are saying. And what's sure. ironic was the uh, week ago when we did Car- when Carlito was on here, mm-hmm. and I had brought the question like, so you know, with hip hop, you know, when we're gonna start having more Latino characters? Because mm-hmm. you know, they're part of that. I'm not trying to. Trying to take the shine away from us black folk who created it, but it's like to me, that's like that. And then it was like he says, "Don't worry about it." In his episode, he introduced literally in his that episode, and then you know, and Adam Rodriguez is about to come on the show, and it's like, oh, hey. 
Yeah. And I was like, you know what? They they know what they're doing. We're super excited about that contribution. You know what we didn't ask, Carly? Do you guys get the Pretty Sure episode? Or, or? We, so this is the first show that I have been on that... Mm-hmm. They do not let lower levels go out and produce their episodes. And part of it is because they shoot in Chicago. Gotcha. You know, Mm -hmm. Um, I think that it would probably be different if they were actually shooting out here. Mm -hmm. No. I disagree. I know shows that do send people out with even if yeah, they're they like in Canada, lower levels. They, they, send, they them send you out. to the. This is a it's different just, It's not a smart thing to do. I don't understand, especially a show like that that probably has the most expensive freaking budget. Yeah. They can afford to send y'all motherfuckers. You know what? That's all I, I'm that, but too, also too, for the benefit of. I produced episodes of TV before, Nika hasn't, mm-hmm. so that you can learn the process. Even it's if important. it's. And the cool thing, when I did write on Revenge, I co wrote, so I was able to produce the episode episode with mm-hmm. seasoned producers and kind of get out there with them learn but also contribute as well right. so even if that is a possibility but yeah it's, it's a very interesting process so maybe it's something that they'll look into next season because you're grooming people who are getting to you know certain levels and it's like well if you haven't produced anything like you know like you really need to be able to have that experience so that when you go to another show because you may have yeah, to produce the episode the, the reason why I was saying is I've mentioned this a couple times on, on the show um, I'm on the committee I'm on the um, I'm on three committees of the Writers Guild and one of them is the education committee mm-hmm. I've been on that for years and we um, there's there's a girl who put it on I won't throw out her name big big writer on a big show uh-huh. but she came up on another show she did like seven seasons or something on a big show and then produced never, never. produced oh, wow. so now she's on a new show being a co-exec and has never produced and got stuck and listen to what you just said co-executive co-exec producer and never has produced. never produced an episode t- of television correct that's like Again, it's a, it's just not right. It for makes her. no sense. It's for like her. being a rapper and not picking it's up not a mic. It's not fair to her. <laughs> yeah, it's not even fair to her title. It's not, it's, not fair, it's not fair to her. It's not yeah. fair to her title. It's not fair to her journey. Like correct. So we're doing we're doing a big thing on the. Is it this? I think it's this Saturday. Yeah, it's like the sixteenth or something. Uh-huh. Um, at the Writers Guild about post production, and that's Perfect. why. Perfect. And she's the one who brought it up that we need to do it because yeah. she's on the show and she didn't know what the fuck to do. And I was like, what? Well, what are y'all doing for that? You know what what I mean? are, who are y'all bringing in? Oh, well, Jeff Malvoy is going to be running it. Yeah. You know, okay. So it'll Perfect. be fine. Okay. He's got everybody coming. It's going to be almost like he a showrunner program. He's but a post. season pro. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He is, he is yeah. amazing. Yeah. Okay, cool. yeah. oh, anyway, so how did it work for the two of you guys? Now, you're already on being the um, script coordinator. Uh-huh. How did it work for you guys to come back? On to show, on yeah, to the show to, as a staff writer. Yeah, how did that so happen? We were uh, got into the Fox Writers um, intensive. intensive program mm-hmm. and did that. Uh, we started that in February, mm-hmm. and what that was a great program for anyone. Would you write to get awesome, on that? Uh, awesome program. Um, we wrote um, a one hour called Immediate Family, which mm-hmm. is about a 16 year old who loses her father in a car accident, and then at his funeral, she learns that he had three other children with two other women. Um, and in order, <laughs> he was a real estate mogul. So in order to get access to you know all their inheritance, they all have to live under the same roof for a year. Oh, so okay. uh, you know, we just had a little experience with you know, daddy's being Rolling Stones, not our daddy. <laughs> 
but you know, just <laughs> some family members. Uh-huh. Um, and we just kind of wanted to tell a unique, fun story mm-hmm. around that. You know, um, whose daddy is not a Rolling Stone? <laughs> our dad is not a Rolling Stone. Well, yes, our dad, dad is not a Rolling Stone. <laughs> just the experience and just the way, what me and Nika like to do. We like to tell universal stories in unconventional ways. So mm-hmm. the setup, I think, what I love about it is that I love that pitch. Yeah. <laughs> universal stories in unconventional ways. I love that. That tells me a lot about your. It does. Guys. It does. Because yeah. I always talk about how I like to. Rub write underdog stories you right. know and I think yes. it tells you a lot about yes. me right. So, yeah. right absolutely mm-hmm. yeah we um we enjoy like sharing the experiences that we may have had but like and like other a, people have but yeah. like we just don't tell those in, stories in an exaggerated way yeah mm-hmm. yeah extreme exaggerated way mm-hmm. so it's so what we did yeah we got that into the program with that and then what they do is they will give you notes and feedback and you adjust you workshop your script, your script mm-hmm. and then you're also pitching three ideas that you potentially want to write and then how, how many one. people are in the program with you guys ten, ten. ten. okay ten. well and then they, we had two teams so it was what was it technically was it yeah, they just started accepting now because okay. I remember yes. Jennifer yes. just sent out something yes. Yes. if you yes. guys can definitely go for that it's a phenomenal program and it really prepares you for being in the room because um, you're at a table you know two days a week basically you know workshopping people's mm-hmm. scripts and giving pitching, notes and pitching like and yeah. Angela Allen was in a couple of years okay. ago. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A lot of people, I think, like nearly almost everyone, got we're, staff. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Really? So yeah, they turned yeah. like ABC, huh? Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's we're turning them out now. So mm-hmm. yeah. And um, being in that program, and Chica also having the job and having the great relationship with Lee, Danny, and Eileen really mm-hmm. helped us to go ahead and just. Because I knew the show. Okay. I knew something about the show. Okay. <laughs> 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 Maybe a little something. Story, okay. document, okay. everything. <laughs> 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 yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's wow. been really great ever since. So. So tell us about the dynamics in the room. Like, how does it work in the room for you guys? This room is fascinating. Fascinating, fascinating, fascinating. For me, at least, because we... It's it's just like it's unlike any other room that I've ever experienced. Before. Well, here's the experience that I have. I and I was telling her this a while ago. When I've never been so excited to go to work every single day. <laughs> oh my god, what a blessing that is! Yes. Mm-hmm. Can I like? Tell can you, you imagine? Do you not, no, can seriously, I, think no, about seriously. it. Ninety nine percent of the people on the globe who have jobs no, wake up every morning like I wish, if I go That's in I and see when these I walk in my office. Right. I yeah. No, yeah. and I and yeah. I and I tell people I'm like oh, I could be asleep for eight hours or two hours. I'm so happy to go and be in a room with these people for like the next ten hours. Mm-hmm. And we've really kind of cultivated this family experience. Um, very close with all my coworkers. Like I'm always like, can we hang out like outside of it? You know what I mean? Like, when are we gonna go do you know karaoke? Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like, and <laughs> even like you're, time. you're able to like just keep it real, like share stories and things that you just be like, oh yeah, remember this? Remember you know like. Mm-hmm. And be free to be ourselves um, without being, you know, in fear of, you know, somebody don't like just shutting us down as, or as, oh, is that what black people do? Or is that what, you know what I mean? Right. Like, you don't no. have any concern about that because we all have that experience. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I have a, a question time. about, like, your, your, when you come in as a staff writer, there are some rooms that say, you just need to give me, like, one thing on the board, like, once a week. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? How does it, for yours, do you feel like you guys have to be much more vocal in yours or um, in your room? No, like, the, here, here's the thing. The great thing that the environment that Lee, Danny, and Eileen have cultivated is one in which every You see voice, how she said Lee, Danny, and Eileen, like, they cousins and stuff. <laughs> Every voice matters. Every voice counts. So if you have a story idea and mm-hmm. you know what I mean, like, like pitch it because they want to hear it because they need we, we need fixes in the room. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So they're very open 
to everyone. Oh, one thing I did want to note too, real sure. quick before I lose it, is that our room is so uh, unique because we don't really have the typical TV writers' room. Mm-hmm. Meaning, a lot of our writers on the show um, did not like have a vast amount of experience in television. Right. We oh, have really? we have uh, screenwriter, feature writers. We have authors, authors playwrights, playwrights, rappers, um, editors of the source, as you know, Carlito. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I mean? So I think it's kind of like David Simon's rooms, where a lot of his writers were not TV oh, they were people, all like a reporter, right. novelists, right? Yeah, reporters, I that kind of thing. That is so so important mm-hmm. um, to the success of this show because you have people coming from different mindsets, right. bringing to the table different experiences, mm-hmm. and. It, it's just it's phenomenal like I, one yeah. of the people I love hearing um, her speak is um, Rada Blank who's in our room and she just comes, you know she's a lyricist and she just comes from a different perspective and is able to bring that you know kind and of Carlino with his hip hop background and really providing the authenticity for that and how things actually work in the music industry right. you know what I mean being right. up close and the behind the scenes stuff yeah, yeah. exactly and we have mm-hmm. Malcolm Spellman mm-hmm. who is um, he's gonna be on the show too yeah he just, <laughs> we just keep playing phone tie. he can hit me here I'm coming I'm coming yeah fucking phenomenal and uh, he, awesome. he manages an artist so mm-hmm. he's even able to give us something like yes fantastic Nick Rito shout out Malcolm shout out everybody in our room Joshua Allen Attica Locke yes she, they're oh amazing. But like it just how many yes. how many staff writers are they on before you work up to story editor and stuff like that? How many sta- how many yeah, staff how many, writers? How many people are on? Are oh, just we staff? have four in four our people. room. Mm-hmm. We four. have four staff writers. We have Josh, who was a um, staff writer last year, and he's a story editor this year. Good. Somebody got moved up. Yeah. That's good. Oh yeah. <laughs> so you know, that's the one thing I will say. Um, they did a really good job because a lot of us got bumps. You know. Um, Eileen's assistant got bumped up to writer's assistant. Mm-hmm. I got bumped up to staff writer. Mm-hmm. Joshka, everybody got, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's, like, it's a great place to grow. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, Absolutely. For, forgive me. We, we jumped too fast. Yeah. So you guys were in Fox, but mm-hmm. how did it work out that both of you guys got to Empire? Oh, did you together. just reach so out? When we were on Fox, we were a team, and I was, when I was at Empire, I was very vocal about, oh, yeah, me and my sister are a writing team. We got into this program and da 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 you know. Like, okay, got so. it. And then also, too, I think it's a no-brainer. Like, and this is me just being very simplistic. I'm like, you get two brains for the price of one. Yes. They're going to take it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And that's yes. right. You get extra money I would take room. it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. The great thing about the Fox Writers Intensive Program is that they, when you get staffed on the show, they cover you for mm-hmm. that season on mm-hmm. the show. So wow. it's, it, which, uh, you know, it's unlike any other because when, uh, on, I think it, with ABC. I think they I cover you, quote, I'm not sure for other programs weeks. if it's a certain amount of weeks, but yeah. Yeah, with, it's 20 weeks. Yeah. 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 And it's, it's, it's run by um, Gina uh, Reyes and mm-hmm. Chris Bythewood and they're just amazing and great. And Angela Lee from um, Film Independent they're just awesome people, so mm-hmm. I can't say any more greater things about the program. I can. Um, they do. <laughs> you you pitch and then you write a script. So mm-hmm. the script that we came out with, but which is another cool aspect of it, is mm-hmm. you yes. have the opportunity at the end to pitch to like all these different Fox entities, executives, executives. Yeah. and it's not just like the studio, like Fox Twenty Six, right. Fox is like FX, it's Fox oh, Network, wow. Fox Twenty One, wow. Searchlight, like, like I mean. 
whoever their Focus. their book project yeah. was right, like right. Yeah, okay. yeah it's like everyone and so that was really cool and did you guys do it we did it we pitched mm-hmm. I, everybody has the opportunity to pitch and then you have one person who ends up winning like an old a development deal we awesome. unfortunately did not win this season but, <laughs> but our we, lovely we won friend another Cindy yeah. did yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. exactly yeah exactly so, so yeah that, that was the real cool thing and mm. cool experience I think for me for being a part of the program because I'm like oh man and it opens up your your eyes to the world you know like you know network isn't the only thing out there right yes so. right yes so yeah that's good <laughs> so let's tell the people when um, when your show airs again and then let's uh, let's start to wrap it up okay cool so everybody please make sure you watch Empire episode 205 October 21st <laughs> on <laughs> Wednesday mm-hmm. at 9pm yeah, 9 p.m. Be true, y'all. Be true. Be true. That's the name of the episode. <laughs> and it was written by um, Janika and Jashika James, along with our wonderful friend, Wendy Calhoun. Oh, y'all got to write with Wendy. Wendy. Yeah. I want to interview Wendy, Wendy Calhoun. You guys need to get Wendy. Oh, Tell her to amazing. call the brother. Yes, we're very proud. Very proud of the episode. So yeah. I hope everybody So any, uh, any, uh, I'll bet y'all learned no, a lot. Spoilers. Not spoilers. No. Not spoilers. <laughs> Some little sizzling hints. <laughs> Is Adam Rodriguez going to be in this episode? Adam, well, we can't say that. He is introduced in our episode, and you see, they they showed him in the preview. Okay. Yes, he's really cool. Look out for Laz Delgado. Laz Delgado. Okay. Okay. All right. I guess I'll have to wait. And I'm mad now because I have to go back to work now, so I can't watch it on the night of. So I have to, like, catch up. When I get home like Fridays, I go, and like watch it, you so can't it's kinda watch like, it on your phone now. The way you be doing it, <laughs> <laughs> you know she is. This one with her phone. Yeah, okay. I you know, I'm way out in the mountains, so you know how it is. But it's like I look for. I thought it to you like, have ten hot spots up there or something. Don't let Twitter spoil it for you. I know. So it's like, it's like, don't tell me anything. No one texts me. No one say anything. The memes are like, hilarious. Don't, don't even listen to the radio when I'm coming home. They're telling people, did you see what happened on Empire last night? Like, la, 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 la. Wait till I see it. Wait till I see it. I love it. That's going to be exciting. Yeah. But look, a big congrats to both of you guys. Because I know when me and Lisa we heard, we were just all kind of tearing. Yeah, it's like. Another, another family member is out there doing I, big things. And can I say, I just want to sure. say, I love you guys so much because I remember when I first got my script on Revenge and how, like, you guys, like, really, like, corralled me and supported it. And mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, yeah, like, I just, I love the love that you guys um, give back because I really felt it, like, with my first episode. Well, that's what yeah. we should Always. do. That's we what should. we're supposed to do, Yeah. We, I felt like I got it when you got it. You know what yeah, I mean? Exactly. It's like That's you win, exactly. we win. It's like yeah, exactly. Right. exactly. Yeah. And also, it just proved that really hard work and persistence, and just be in it and being about your stuff, mm-hmm. it does pay off. So it's mm-hmm. always wonderful to see people that you know. It's like, oh my god, I remember ten years ago when you were doing this and doing that yeah. and struggling to do that and applying for all these different programs, and then to see, you know, to be able to go turn on the TV and see their names on TV shows yeah. now and Absolutely. be like. Go ahead, girl. You know, and, and, and really doing it. And mm-hmm. I and I, I hope eventually you guys, like you said, you guys are doing some mentoring and reaching out. That yes. you know, but we pay it forward because yes. from your journey, it seems like a lot of people, you know, really came through and like lift you up, encouraged you, and like, hey, you should do this. And I think we should all be doing that. And there'll yes. be more of us in the room, like you said. They looking for us, yeah, right. You know, exactly. and so just knowing that, you know, keeping those connections alive, rooting mm-hmm. for each other, because a lot of the shows that we talk about, other people who've been successful, is because they bring their other people with them. True, you know, they come True. up, they bring them up, and they don't, Kevin. 
I know. It's like because Kevin gets mad because he always feels like we don't do that enough. Well, we don't. <laughs> we don't. We don't. You know, we, don't. we make it and then it's like it's peace. Yeah. And it's I made it. You yeah. know, it's true. You help. You help your best friend. Or the your closest one than a But make sure wait, wait, like, right. Well I got mine, get yours. But, yeah. But make make sure they shit is good though. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You gotta be able to vouch yes. for them. Yes. You know. Yes. Without getting an egg on your face. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So um where can people find you at, Jashika? Where you at? You guys can find me. I'm on Twitter. I'm at status chic S T A. T U S H E I K. Oh, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter. Well, Twitter is at J N J S J. On Instagram, it is Nika Love. N E I K A L U V. Do you guys have? Don't you guys have like a joint Twitter? Yes, the twin- that was oh, that's the one. That was it. Okay, yours is joint. It's now hers. Okay, it's now hers. Okay. <laughs> exactly. It's like, hmm, like she was hogging it, so I said, "Take <laughs> right, it, girl. Exactly. Take it." Exactly. <laughs> Where you and at, you Lisa? Can, and I'm on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'll see me lurking on the hashtags, of course. <laughs> Trolling. <laughs> well, I don't troll. <laughs> I oh, have friends. That's right. Kevin trolls. That's what it Kevin is. Kevin trolls. <laughs> I, I, I socialize on Twitter. <laughs> but usually you'll find me in the hashtag Saturday Night Sci Fi. Last night we did Pontypool, the Canadian mm-hmm. sci fi horror film. You'll find me on that uh, Saturday Night Sci Fi, Friday Night Horror. Um, I think this Friday. I you be in with all the black fri- I think this Friday we're doing a, some West <laughs> Grave. I have to remember, it's with um, Graveyard Shift Sisters. So this Friday we're having a, a, a shindig on Friday Night Horror. Or you'll find me a lot of times. Um, Live tweeting, mm-hmm. live tweeting to yes. Empire, yes. or also my other shows too, like Sleepy Hollow and How mm-hmm. to Get Away with Murder yes. and Bitch Flicks. Know? Yeah, you know, and I'm also you can find me on Bitch Flicks. Uh, my latest piece there is from the film, the um, Ukraine film called The Tribe. So mm-hmm. check me out. I'm out okay. there. I'm doing things. Yes. <laughs> and I'm your host, Hilliard Guest. <laughs> Shut up, Jessica. Looking at me all crazy. <laughs> and you guys can find me on Twitter. At Hilliard Guest, because I'm cool like that. Uh, <laughs> that's Twitter with an A at exactly. the end. Don't apparently. <laughs> apparently. You at least need an accent or some shit. <laughs> a hyphen, something. Um, <laughs> a dash, motherfucker, something. Right. <laughs> what, what? What? I'm just thinking, because I'm like, I'm going to be so excited to see our quote unquote ghetto names all across the screen when it says written by. And oh, oh Jamaica, I know. Like, Raven, Raven Simone with her hyphen yeah. and I'm, random I'm, accents. I'm so excited for <laughs> the you world hire to me? see that. You hire okay, me? hold on. Wait a minute. Hold up. Wait a minute. <laughs> Let me put some boom yes. in it. No. This bitch right here. Look. You said something interesting. Yeah. Look, I'm about to get teary-eyed about this shit. Absolutely. She about to see her name on Empire. And I was like, wow, I remember, I remember that when mm-hmm. my first movie was on. Yeah. So I just, that feeling, yeah. you're going to have it to Millions. Yeah, exactly. And people are going to be tweeting, tweeting the hell out of that. Millions. And, and y'all got to be joined with Wendy yes. Calhoun. Yes. yes. Are yes. you guys going to have another little watch party or something? Yes, yes, yes. Uh, we are. Yes. Oh, so I'm going to send out an Evite shortly. But yes. Tonight. Yes. She needs to send I it. I you know what? I may have to take off from work <laughs> and come down to Hollywood, <laughs> down to drive you. in Hollywood. Like, y'all that. handle that. Right. I got to go <laughs> watch the <laughs> show. <laughs> Bring in your number two. Bring in yeah. my number <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. That's so, going to yeah. be so exciting. So again, I'm your host, Hilliard Guest. You can find me on Twitter at Hilliard Guest. You guys can please follow the show. Screenwriters RR on Twitter and Facebook <clears throat> and Facebook. Um, like our page, you guys, Hilliard Guest of Screenwriters Rant Room on Facebook. Um, please give us a five star review and follow us on what? 
Oh, iTunes. Yes. <laughs> Look, I can't iTunes think and Stitcher. Somebody. You can speak, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> we got him losing his mind. <laughs> Just she go over there mouthing and she's like, thinking oh, I hear you, girl. <laughs> anyway, you see, we just be free falling, girl. I love it. Yeah. Falling. Anyway, um, yes. so that's about it. Y'all know how we do it on the rant room. Watch them on the number in. one show on TV. Okay. Empire, yes. bitch. All right. Yes. It gonna cost you what? A half a million dollars just to get a thirty second commercial okay. on their show. <laughs> Hello. Okay. 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 All right. Yes. Right. They can't send y'all to Chicago to produce. That <laughs> it will have baby. It will happen. Let me call the network. Let me call. And if y'all ever need an extra <laughs> to come say? through with some jangling what earrings, old school round the way girl with them bandanas on, and said Lucius went that way. <laughs> she could be call part me. of Jamal's crew. I, would, I will fly myself to Chicago right. and stand there and be like, Lucius went over there. <laughs> y'all want to buy a couple of Lucys? <laughs> Team Lucius. That's funny. Team Lucius, mm-hmm. yes. So, y'all know what to do on the rant room. We keep it street. We keep it opinionated. We keep it what? 2015. Peace, y'all. Ciao. Welcome to the rant room. You wanna be a rider, well you gotta be a rider Till your fears are diminishing, the doubts are behind ya It's hard to grind and the business got me stressed In the rent room, we let that shit up off our chest You know the street nerders got no time for no caca Sass in class, yes they used to bowl a kaja Never have to guess when you're listening to Hilliard He gon' bring more game than a shark playing billiards It's all about the crap of screenwriting It's exciting when you turn an outline into something enlightening Your pen and words are like bullets in a gun Write what you feel, say what you want Welcome to the Red Room. Red Room. Red Room. Red Room.